everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Furs. I'm joined by Keith Hernandez. We're recording on a Sunday as opposed to a Saturday this week. So we got some more baseball content for you. We decided to push it off a day because the NFL draft was obviously consuming everyone's life, including mine. So here we are on a Sunday. So Keith, how you doing? I'm doing great. Watching all this Sunday baseball, a lot of high scoring games, a lot of like low close pitching pitching matchups has been been a good day so far yeah well i guess you aren't really watching the reds game then because i would yeah. not call that a pitching duel that was that was <laughs> that was one of the three games that were like i said first high high scoring games that that game was crazy dodgers had two grand slams in the game today so a couple high scoring games it's been a yeah good day. you're right you're right you're right so here's what we kind of got today we got some guys rebounding we're going to talk about we got some silliness going on in Major League Stadiums, you know, with bullpens on the sides, foul territory still, which I've hated for a long time. We're going to get to that. Obviously, we got some fantasy nuggets and, of course, series of the week here. Our fantasy ads, by the way, have been killing it. Mm-hmm. I told Carson Kelly last week, dude is on fire. He's batting like 390 now. Like, all right, that's unrealistic. Um, and we've been pretty good on those. So, yeah. Uh, before we do that, a couple of things that we need you to do. Beakbrands.com. Check out the website. Podcast and written content is there. I've noticed the waiver wire column. Ton of clicks. All right, so don't worry. I'll keep feeding you guys for fantasy baseball. Uh, luckily for the people that play in my league, I own all those guys already. So <laughs> you're more than welcome to read it, but they're not available if you play with me. Um, number two. Follow Beak Brands on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Right, you can interact with me there. I'm at Tim Ferdinand. You can interact with Keith. He's at Keith Hernandez Two Z's. Uh, he's got the lowdown on what's happening at City Field. So definitely get in there. Um, what else we got? I don't know. I lost the part. Oh yeah, right. The podcast and the video. Duh. <laughs> okay, so if you're uh, you know watching the video here, subscribe on YouTube. And if you're an audio guy only. Uh, you know, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, feel free to subscribe, rate and review, follow, etc. Share with a friend. We have gotten some requests here for topics, so don't worry. We're going to hit on those um, as we get to them. So, like I said, we take requests. So if you got a favorite baseball team that we're ignoring, you let us know. We'll take care of you. All right, Keith, but you ready to go? I'm ready to go. You look ready I'm to go. In. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right, so let's start with Corey Kluber. Uh, obviously, because we have a big Yankee fan base here. Back-to-back elite starts. I know we talked about three weeks ago. You were pretty much ready to leave him for dead, and I was not too far behind you because uh, I thought he, he just didn't look as sharp. Uh, eight innings today, ten strikeouts. So do you think Corey Kluber is back, at least to being like a serviceable to good pitcher? Yeah, he's. I think he maybe he just had to get into the rhythm of, you know, pitching more than one game after you know being hurt the last two three years um so the, yeah the last two starts he's looked he's looked really good especially uh today this afternoon um everything was working for him sinker change up slider it, they all look super sharp like 2016 kluber without the velocity i mean but um yeah i i think that's just how the year's gonna go for him where he's i don't think he's gonna be sharp like this all year it's gonna be more of like an up and down kind of thing where he'll have like two three starts like this and then, like, a blip or two where he's going to go, like, three, four innings, go, like, five, six runs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, whatever. His, his record – I mean, obviously, record doesn't matter. He's probably going to go, like, 
12 and 10 realistically with like a four ERA, maybe three eight. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, three five to three eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, you're gonna have good days like this, and you're probably gonna have some pretty bad ones like you had at the beginning of the season. Um. But. Yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees need pitchers like that to come around. I know uh, Domingo Herman, his last two starts are pretty good, too. Um, but the Yankees' most unhittable pitcher, not named Gary Cole right now, is Aroldis Chapman. Mm. He's been ridiculous this year. Um, and I think the big thing on that was developing that third pitch. You know, he's pretty much perfected that splitter. The, uh, not Sorry. I just gave that away. He's pretty <laughs> much perfected that slider the last two or three years, but now he's got that splitter going, too. And that thing's unhittable. I yeah. mean, you once once you're, you're like he's when you're working just straight fastball and you're working east west with the slider, like you can you can kind of guess even with that 15 mile an hour difference. But now you're adding the splitter in there with 15 to 20 mile an hour difference with the, that drop in there. It's you, you, you it's you're not gonna hit it. it. Now. You're not gonna you're not gonna it. hit it. You just have to sit red and hope you get a fastball. You exactly. can exactly yeah exactly. That's pretty much what you're doing. I mean. Listen, we were talking at the beginning of the year, Yankee Land was like freaking out after like two weeks of the season. Uh, they're three games back of first place. Somehow Boston is still killing people. Don't ask me how they're doing it. Um, well, I know how they're doing it. I just don't understand how that's happening. Yeah. Uh, Yankees are three games back. My Blue Jays, two games back. So we're looking in good shape for my Blue Jay pick there. Yeah. Um, I just guess we didn't, this was not scheduled, but Garrett Richards. Is he back too? I was just like first good start of the season. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. That, but that's he did pretty good today too. I'm playing against him he, in fantasy he did, baseball. He did pretty well today. Um, I think uh, I guess their bullpen blew it because it looks like they gave up three in the eighth. Uh, yeah, they only went five innings Boston today. Did. Yeah, yeah. Boston gave up four runs in the last two innings of that game. So yeah, let me check. Looks what like, his stat looks like they're is. about to take an L, but um. Yeah, I mean Garrett Richards is. I I guess maybe he needed that one good start against the bad offense like <laughs> the Mets to to start getting going. Um, but stay, staying on the uh, American League East, you you mentioned the Blue Jays before, and and they just had a, an amazing series against the struggling Braves team. Yeah, they did. Um, so I guess my question is, what when is that Braves offense going to wake up? Um. I mean, Acuna's hitting like crazy. It's just everyone yeah, else isn't doing it's, anything. It's just him. You know, Ozuna's like turned it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. He started off, he was dreadful the first couple yeah. of weeks. He's got, because I have him, so I know how bad he's been. But, you know, I had, he's just broken 200, finally. He's batting 200, yeah. three home runs, 15 RBIs. Obviously, like that's going to climb up. Like realistically, he's going to be like 260 to 275. Mm-hmm. Uh but the other guys, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, we're Met fans, so, like, they can be as bad as long as they want, as long as Marcelo exactly. Zuna wakes <laughs> yeah. up because I haven't been in fantasy baseball in every league I'm in. Uh, same thing about Freeman. Yeah, but, well, no, listen, Keith, that's too many people going off at one time, <laughs> right? Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, eventually the the Braves are going to figure it out. I mean, like, there are a lot of guys that were, like, that beginning of the year that have not done anything, and they're, like, slowly yeah. waking up, like, Charlie Blackman's like seven for his last twenty, so like he's getting hot. Conforto learned to hit the ball the other way again, so like he's getting hot. So like there are yeah. a bunch of guys that started off like really bad that are now kind of waking up. Mm-hmm. So even even if their their hitting gets up to where they're supposed to be, 
But what, like their pitching situation is, I think maybe more of a problem. Uh, the bullpen's been pretty bad. You know, Sean Newcomb, every time he goes out there, he gets rocked. It seems like out of the bullpen, I mean. Yeah. Um, and past the bullpen, I mean, the starting pitching's been also not great. Well, they don't have Freed or Soroka. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not well, good for, for Well, them. Freed, Freed, Freed got hit around those those starts before he got put on the IL too. No, I know. So. Uh, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, you get shelled your first few times out, you get thrown on the IL, kind of clears your mind, and you go out there and you're back to who you were. Um, but Freed, Freed and Soroka are, like, two of those guys that, like, people people sometimes call them frauds just be, just based off of, like, their opponent's, like, active velocity numbers. Yeah. It's, like, pure luck sometimes with those guys. It's like, I, like I, think, I think we talked about this before with the, like, a two-and-a-half-minute video of Soroka getting outs on balls hitting like that were hit over 110 miles an hour yeah there's being it's, hit right at people yeah yeah no I mean, he's still good though like yeah i mean guys yeah. make hard contact but like his whip is good like mm-hmm. that, that's how i normally judge pitchers they move soroka to the 60 day dl the oh, il whatever it's called yeah he's not coming back so anytime he's, soon he's not coming back until probably mid-june yeah let me see um, freed hamstring will return on wednesday all right so i guess we'll have an answer on freed next yeah. time we come to record the podcast next weekend mm-hmm. um but talking about injured pitchers here i guess that's a good transition yeah. uh jesus lazardo out here breaking his pinky playing <laughs> video games so what happened was he pitched on saturday he hurt himself saturday they let him go out there to pitch after he broke it. They didn't know it was broken. They decide to send him for an MRI and X-ray after the game is over, and they're like, yeah, you got a broken pinky on your throwing hand. Like, yo, who's running this operation? Ray Ramirez? How can you let that happen? It, I don't know. It's like, just, you can't let that happen. I don't, like, I don't know how you could do, like, you know, you do those hand tests when you, like, bruise a finger, potentially broke a finger. There's no way he passed. If it was a hairline fracture, there's no way he could have passed any of those those tests. That No, and, that's what I mean. I know. It's like, first of all, you're a pro they, athlete. What are yeah. you doing slamming your pitching hand because you're mad at playing Xbox? Uh, that's number one. Because they're like, oh, he bumped it. You don't break your pinky no. by bumping it on the end table. Like That doesn't happen. All right. So he definitely was playing Call of Duty or something, got pissed. And started smashing the hand, all right? So, first of all, you're a moron for doing that. Uh, and number two, how do you let this guy... Like, you only have three pitchers on your team that are good. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. How do you let this guy go out there? Like, he could have done even more damage to his hand. I don't think he did, but he could have mm-hmm. because you didn't know what the injury was. That's just so stupid. Yeah. It, it really is stupid. Um, and I don't understand how people... Like, I, I guess sometimes people use like video games with these stress you know like I, we both do it all the time but sometimes like you get put in that bad streak of of losing games whatever game you're playing and it just stresses you out even more so oh let, trust if, me call of duty is not a game you want to be playing it's a de-stress if here, exactly if he's out here playing warzone or you win like once a month if you're lucky like what is he doing like you're just making yourself more stressed out before you have to go there and start i want to know what he was playing I, maybe we should tweet at him and see was, if he'll yeah. answer well, DM him on Instagram. Was... What game are you playing, by the way? Just so I know never to play <laughs> that game before a game. It had to be either he was on a, an eight-month losing streak on Warzone, 
or he hit another perfect, perfect ball and that will be the show that went right to the center fielder. <laughs> That's like the only <laughs> only two options right there. I think. Plot twist. He was playing MLB The Show, simulating his start as him for the day. Yeah. And he got rocked and then he went out there and got rocked a second time, but in real life. <laughs> oh my God. But let's stay, let's stay with Oakland. All right, so... Yeah. Um, DJ Stewart, outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles, <laughs> running into foul territory, smashed his face on the overhang of the bullpen. And I wish I could show video of this, uh, but you can look it up. It's like it's on YouTube. Um, so a couple of things that bother me about this. Number one is why I still don't get how the bullpen is in foul territory. Like, there's just so many things that could go wrong. Like... You can roll your ankle on the mound, right? You have the you have a, like fake home plates over there. You got yeah. guys sitting in chairs, right? You now you have the overhang that comes over like where the pitcher sits. So they have like shade, like you could smash your head on that, which he just did. Like I don't know how you feel about you know bullpens on the field. I think the only it's two terrible. left are there in San Francisco, right? No, they, they moved. They, they moved, moved those them into the. Yeah, yeah they okay. finally moved them like a couple of years ago in in that big wall out in right field. Correct. You're right. You're right. Um, but it's terrible. I mean, even in spring training too. You know, all those all those single A ballparks have those mounds on the on the side, and it's just a, it's a safety hazard. Like every time I see a corner outfielder running over there, especially in spring training, you know, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um. It's, it's scary. And also, when pitches are warming up, it's a safety hazard, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a ball gets laced on the left field line and drills your star closer in the in the forearm, and he shatters his forearm, and he's out for the year. Um, it, Yeah, it's not a good thing. But luckily, uh, you know, Oakland, I, I've seen the, the renderings for the proposed uh, new stadium in Oakland. Uh, I think for them, it's just a matter of getting taxpayer money, which is a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this so yeah i mean if if they prove they can win i think it's just the for them it's just they don't they don't invest into the team like they don't put money into the team no they don't and, i mean it's that, that's been a thing for 30 years yeah. with that organization so you know it's whatever but if you're winning you're winning that's the thing um but like i i guess another thing might be attracting fran- fans to the stadium which you know you can't now that the raiders are out of that stadium they can they can do whatever they want they should leave Dude, that stadium's a dump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, watch the time how you really feel, Keith. <laughs> yeah, that there in, in Tampa, it's like the two worst stadiums in the MLB. Yeah, Tampa's bad. Yeah, those are those are both two two teams. Tampa has a hard time drawing move. fans. I heard because you have to like pay the toll or whatever. Oh, there's a mosquito right here. Oh, the... <laughs> you have to pay the toll to like get mm-hmm. to where the stadium's at, but there's yeah. nothing else there. It's, like, just the stadium. It's just the stadium. Yeah. They're, like, a little downtown area, and, like, that's it. Um, I'd be, so, yeah, I'd be I curious think, to I see if one of those two teams, like, relocated. Yeah, I, well, I know, remember, Tampa had that plan to play half of their games in Tampa and then half of their games in Montreal? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Maybe they like, could be the Expos. They could be the Expos. Who knows? Well, that, that would be cool if... Oakland did that, and they split time between Oakland and, like, Vancouver. That's closer. Yeah, it is closer. So that's, like, actually possible. Um, I know Yeah, I, I, there was a report, like, last week that Manfred talked about uh, the starting price for an expansion team being, like, $2.2 billion or billion. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, 
I know like one hotspot for an expansion team is is Portland. So I wonder if if Tampa would move to Portland or something. That would that's another thing. I don't know. Well, you would need two expansion teams, wouldn't you? And, and yeah, if they were if they were gonna if they were gonna expand the league, you would need two teams. So maybe we'll get the Astros know. back in the National League where they belong. <laughs> like that still bothers oh. me to this day. Only when their that team falls apart, I'll I'll welcome them back in. That's fine. You can play all these guys' primes out, and then you can come back. <laughs> like the last time they were good before they had this group of guys was like Lance Berkman, Carlos Lee. Yeah, like they had Brad Dude. Lidge, right? At one point, yeah. Brad Lidge slash Billy Wagner. Yeah, they had both of them. Yeah, yeah they had a good team back yeah. then. Yeah, then that was when uh, Albert Pujols broke their hearts. Correct. This shattered all their <laughs> shattered all their dreams. Yeah, and then Roy Oswald was eventually like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to Philly and be like the fourth guy in this rotation over here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but all right, so that's what we got on the Oakland A's. Last kind of topic mm-hmm. before we give you some fantasy nuggets here. So everyone thought the NL East was gonna be like one of the better divisions in baseball, like top to bottom. I got bad news for those people, which includes <laughs> me and you. Uh, not a single team is over 500. And even if the Mets and or Phillies win tonight, they still will not be over 500. So this statement yep. is going to hold true if you're listening to this on Monday. So what do you think that's like attributed to? You know, the teams are beating up on each other or like you said before, Atlanta's not playing well. The Mets aren't really hitting. Yeah. Like the Phillies are, you know, up and down. Nationals are kind of dinged. I think it's it contributes to pitching, both good and bad. Okay. Um the Braves pitching, like I said before, has been getting rocked. Um, so like, with with that, they're, they're pitching getting rocked, and their offense not not playing well. They they're what four games under five hundred now. Yeah. So they, I think they're in dead last in the division. Or sorry, the Marlins are, are one game under them. Who's also their pitching has been been playing well too. Um, they you know they're. They're hanging in there with every other team. Like, I mean, Alcantara uh, and Rodgers have been really good for them. They've been carrying. Yeah. If, if Rodgers didn't give up that that three run homer to Zimmerman in the second in the third inning today, they win that game one nothing. Yeah. Because the they the Nationals almost didn't get another hit, besides the, like the couple or three or four whatever they got in the third inning. Um. So I mean, and then the back to the Nationals. Uh, Scherzer has been you know. A little consistent. He pitched at the complete game today, or eightings. I don't. I don't know how far he went. Um, and that was a great bounce back start for him after getting absolutely rocked by, by uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto's so, been doing that to everybody, though. They they just yeah. wallop everybody. <laughs> I'm so scared when the Mets have to play them. <laughs> but um, yeah, their their pitching for the most part has been hanging on tight. Corbin's had a good bounce back after getting shelled by the Mets and. Uh, he's starting to come around, and what Strasburg comes. He got his first win the other day. Yeah. Corbin. Yeah. So that that's a good sign for them. Uh, and the Phillies, I and Phillies and the Mets are playing each other right now. The Mets bullpen hasn't given up a run in I think 19 innings now. Uh, I don't think either of us thought that would ever happen. No, but they're also not really – I feel like they're not pitching all their guys, though. They're just pitching the, the last, like, three or four, for the most mm-hmm. part, for the most part. Well, yeah, um, yeah, you know, because has been thrown in there a couple times, and yeah. he got he got hit once, but, like, that was it. He's been he's been okay. They're doing a, bull, a bullpen game tomorrow, aren't they? I think so, because they haven't they yeah. haven't announced the starter. That's going to be I wouldn't a disaster. Let Luke, yeah, I wouldn't let Lucchese go out there. Unless they – I 
if listen, if they start Sean Reed Foley and let him go as long as he can go, I'm fine with that. That's one of the guys in the bullpen that I also wanted to touch on for the Mets yeah. side. Like he he's a psychopath. Yeah, I he is. I love him. He's insane. It's like pretty much he does the same thing like uh, Craig Kimbrell does, and it's yeah, it's like, so intimidating. Like the hawk um, looking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and. Like I guess last night on the Mets bullpen, I am all about Miguel Castro. He was I a really good pickup for the Mets. Mm-hmm. I re- I remember people saying last year like we just gave up our number ten prospect for this guy who's never had an ERA like under four out of the bullpen. But he's his stuff, stuff is ridiculous. Yep. He's got his stuff is ridiculous, and he finally learned how to control it. Um. So yeah, he's he's been great. Uh. So, wh- I think whoever's offense comes around first in that division. Is going to be the team it that goes is, on a run. Yeah, I yeah, agree. They're going to run away with everything. So, who do you think it, if it, you had to pick somebody, who do you think it would be? Not even with like with your Braves. preseason predictions. You're still on the Braves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm still on the Braves with the because I think they have more guys coming around now than the Mets do. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the Mets right now have I think three guys hitting and one of them just got hurt. Correct. So that that so for those who don't know is JD Davis. Conforto and I think Alonzo was included in that that three, if I remember correctly, that are that are hitting there. I think their runs created plus was like over 120. They're all hitting over 260. Like this is over the last like two weeks. I yeah, think. not on the season. Like, yeah, not on the season. So Conforto's last two weeks since that like three for 25 skid he did to start the season, is he's hitting like 290 with like seven extra base hits and a. Uh, weighted runs created plus of like a 197 the league average is like 100 i think um so to put that in perspective uh on the to put that in perspective like on the season acuna has a a weighted runs created plus of 199 so he's been right up there with him the last two weeks pretty much um which is huge but i mean you still got guys you know lindor has been struggling i don't I, i i saw some things uh, a lot of articles before the season about him like struggling adjusting to the pitching and it's it's been very clear he looks very very uncomfortable up there pretty much every time he's playing um so yeah uh, the white McCann, sox McCann just put did... luis robert on the il oh really hip flexor strain yeah that's not good he left the game before yeah no it's not and they good. lost four, they lost five nothing today giolito got hit hard again uh, yeah, that's that's a big loss for them. No, I know. Sorry to cut you off. I just figured that was important. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say on the Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, I agree with that. So let's wrap this up here. Quick fantasy nuggets and then series of the week. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your Randy? That's our fantasy segment. We give you a random ad of the week. I'm going to go first. Uh, listen, I'm going to keep pumping this guy until he's owned in 100% of leagues. I write about him every single week, and I brought him up on the podcast at least once, probably two times. Lou Trevino. The the A's are in first place. He's the closer for a team that wins like four games a week, if not more. He's only owned in like 52% of leagues. What are you doing out here? Go add this guy. He's He doesn't give up any hits, really. He's not a big strikeout guy, but, like, yeah. he'll help your whip and he'll help your saves. Like, I don't understand how many more times I need to say it. I know our audience is not, like, a national audience, but, like, my God. 
Go yeah. at Lou Trevino. <laughs> I don't like. There's no other way for me to put it. Like saves, whip. He plays for the Oakland Athletics. That's all you need to know. Go at Lou Trevino. Yeah. Who do you got? He's a beast. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna stick to hitting again. I think that, that last week I chose yeah. a hitter. This this week I'm going with another hitter. Um, Nico Horner. I uh, got called up by the Cubs a couple weeks ago. You know, as a top prospect. So far through like I think the first two weeks, he's hitting 389 with an OPS over a thousand. Um, dude's got speed. He qualifies for multiple positions, second and shortstop. He's probably going to get the outfielder eligibility, uh, in a month or two, but he's on, yeah, he's on fire. He's going to hit for power. He has a ton of speed. If you pay playing a categories leagues, he's hit three stolen bases this week. Um, so, you know, that, that's huge. Uh, Keith, uh, is there, is there a category? Oh, well, I don't know what that was. Is there a yeah. category, Keith, uh, for killing your teammates? Because he'll definitely get you points for that. <laughs> no, there isn't. But yeah, he did. He did kill Ian Happ tonight, which is very scary. Um, I think Ian Happ was the only one who came out of the game. I believe Nico Horner. Yeah, was Horner going. stayed in. Okay. Happ got Happ got okay. carted off. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that's scary. scary. So I, you yeah. know, I hope he's okay. Because that's, yeah, that that's that's not a good. Yeah, thing if, to it, say. listen, if he's not okay, then I'm just you know a jerk. But like, I think he'll yeah. be all right. But like. Yeah, no, that was a scary collision. But all right, you don't yeah. get you don't get fantasy points for hurting your teammates. But okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, but that that lineup that lineup's starting to get a little deeper now that Bryant is looks as good as he uh, as he does since he won MVP in 2016. He looks really good. I know. Yeah. I'm mad at myself for not taking a flyer on him in fantasy baseball. Yeah. He's been so bad. But he's healthy. He's that's healthy. That's for sure. Uh, last thing. All right, so here we go. We got Lou Trevino and Horner as our you know random ads of the week. Uh, you can take the first one here, your series of the week, even though I picked yeah. first. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going I'm going Mets Cardinals. Huge four game series, uh, for both teams. Cardinals have a chance to uh you know stay stay neck and neck with the Brewers for first place. Uh Cardinals are sixteen and twelve right now, Brewers are seventeen and eleven. Um and same thing with the Mets. Uh they got a chance to stay in first place with all those teams sitting at five hundred. Um when when you're in a division where everyone's sitting around the same record, you know, every game matters this early in the season because once someone goes on a win streak, they're going to run away with the division. Um, and you don't want to be the team that lets that, that lead slip away. So the, both, both teams got to, got to get going, got to stay in it. Uh, everyone's aces are going to, are going to go this, this, uh, this week, you know, uh, DeGrom's pitching on Tuesday, I believe. I think he asked for the extra day. Um, not quite sure who he's going up against. Oh, uh, Kim, the lefty. Yeah. Who the Mets hit hard in spring training. I mean, it was spring training. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> uh, and then Jack Flaherty's going up against to be determined. Uh, the Mets haven't said anybody for Thursday yet. But okay. Jack Flaherty's pitching that last game of the series on Thursday. So you get some firepower there and some pitching yeah. studs. Uh, mm-hmm. My series of the week, I agree with you, though. I, every time the Mets play the Cardinals, is pretty much good. Uh, unfortunately yeah. for the Mets, it is, mainly goes in the Cardinals' favor. <laughs> yes, I have yeah. PTSD still from that. Uh, <laughs> but my series of the week is Blue Jays' A's. I, if you listen to anything we talked about in the preseason or spring training, you know I love both of these teams. Uh, Blue Jays have been like br- hitting the brakes off everybody. Like No matter who pitches, they get shelled. Um Frankie Montas is pitching Monday for the A's. You know how I feel about him. Uh, but obviously, we know the A's have been hot. You know, obviously, like we said, you're not going to see Lazardo win the series because he's on the IL now. But these two lineups can both hit. 
The pitching is questionable for both teams. So if you're going to stay up to watch, because I believe it's in Oakland. So if you're going to stay up to watch some West Coast games, you're going to want some offense, and these two teams will definitely give it to you. Yeah. Um, if there's an over, like if the over-under set at .5 homers for uh, Vladdy Jr. and oh, like any over. of these games. Smash over. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like against Mike Fires uh, on Thursday – over yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm trying to see who else is who else is going uh irvin irvin's decent he's been pitching so well Bassett, yeah um i would i would say i would say the same thing for steven matz against someone on the on the a's i don't really know who's on fire right now for them marcana um yeah marcana yeah <laughs> yeah if uh, Marcana and, and he feasts uh, yeah, off and, lefties too. Can he feasts off lefties? Yeah. So if, if there's an uh, if the over unders for homers is set at point five over against Steven Matz, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna wrap it up for us. Obviously, we'll be back next week. Check out obviously our stuff during the week on the website. Like we've said, you can follow at Beak Brands Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm at Tim Ferdinand. He's at Keith Hernandez. Two Z's. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Share the video, help us out. You can comment. Obviously, same thing, Apple and Spotify. Help us out. Share with a friend, mm-hmm. rate and review, subscribe, follow, etc., etc. During the week, obviously, on Tuesdays, you got Tom and UFC, if you're into that. We'll also have more dr- post-draft coverage. Uh, and obviously, if you're listening to the podcast and you're a big hockey guy, me and Joe Wilson got you covered. NHL playoffs starting within the next... 13 days or so depending on when you listen to this so it could be less than that all right so we got you covered um and that's pretty much all we got so keith i'll see you around and we will talk to the people next week